Hey there, listeners. It's me, your keeper, Jacob. I wanted to jump at the start of the episode to inform you all that after this episode, we will be taking a hiatus. Due to a bunch of personal stuff going on in our lives, um, we find it best to take a break from the show for a bit. We expect to be back up again with a new uh, solo adventure about mid to late March. And following that, a regular season as normal. We hope you understand, and from the bottom of our hearts, we thank you for listening to our show. And with that out of the way, please enjoy the finale to Dissociation. Amidst the grounds of the Miskatonic University stands a grim archive. Within lies a collection of the darkest secrets known to mankind. But visitor beware, for what horrors lie within their pages. Can you resist their maddening call, or will you succumb to the tales from the Orna Library? Tonight's story, Dissociation Part 4, Dysphoria. Previously, our investigators, now in the bodies of college students, began to search through the empty town of Bluff, Alaska. Perplexed by the strange cylinder, they searched through the dilapidated cabins for anything that might give them clues as to its functions. These cabins held horrific mutilated and deformed humans, in addition to rods that matched the holes in the great metal cylinder. They gathered said rods and inserted them into the device, which promptly detonated, killing them all in the process. Back in the dreamscape, an entity questioned them on their actions in Bluff, but offered nothing in response to their own queries. Soon, once again, they found themselves in new bodies, this time decked out in survival gear and wielding several weapons. Avery in the body of a short, strongly built Latino man, Arthur, a tall, athletic white woman, Mark, a tall and lanky Latino man, Phineas as a petite Indian woman, and Stanley as a tall and thin black man. Before they could get their bearings, a metal egg-shaped object dropped from the sky, releasing a black ooze-like creature. We pick up as it lurches threateningly towards them. And welcome back, listeners, to the final episode of Dissociation. We pick up as this black, amorphous, pudding-like mass pours out of this ovoid container. And, well, I guess it's time for combat. (laughs) Already? Wow. (laughs) Getting started the right way. As this tendril shoots out at Phineas's new form. God damn it. It misses, but it is time for combat. So first 
in the initiative order is the entity. Cool. I mean, didn't it just take its turn? But didn't have a surprise turn or something? Yeah. So followed then by Phineas, Stanley, Arthur, Avery, and Mark is last. Woo, not last. <laughs> All right. So actually, uh, as combat starts, I would like everyone to make a sanity roll. I don't want to, Jacob. Too bad, Brittany. Well, fuck me, I guess. Um, I had a 58 over 61 or under 61. Okay. 17 under 72. 65 under 69. Guess who fucking failed again? Oh, oh my god! god. god. Oh no! Noah. I rolled a ninety-seven. <laughs> oh dude! Oh, my god. Well, Steven's good luck has to balance out somewhere. Uh, by the way, I rolled a sixteen under fifty-eight. Oh, good for you! <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone except Stanley loses one sanity. Stanley, you lose five. Oh my god. I'm at 45. I thought you were going to say four, and I'm I thought... My, 45 I was about... sanity. You jump back and your gun goes off. It doesn't hit anyone, don't worry. Ah. It just it fires into the ground, and I would like you to make an intelligence roll now. Oh god. Wow, the one fucking time I get a good roll. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> 36 under 50. Oh, this is a bad way to start. So you close your eyes in in fear at this thing. And when your eyes open up, you are standing in the Congress building. You have the floor and you start spouting some political speech. This is why we should repeal the First Amendment. Oh, my God. (laughs) So you guys all watch as uh, Stanley kind of stands rigid and then starts spouting off something about healthcare and Medicaid for all or some shit. So first up is this formless entity. And well, Phineas, you're right there. So it's going to make an attack against you. This glob of something shoots out from its body. So you can make a dodge or an attack. I will remind you that you guys all have hunting rifles, two hunting knives, and a flare gun. I see. Um, I'm going to shoot it with my flare gun. Can I do that? Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm just going to throw myself into it. <laughs> oh, um. So make a handgun roll. Okay. And if you get better, a better success than they did, then you deal the damage. Let's see. Handgun. Uh, that is a 31 over 20. Okay. This thing just kind of happened and appeared and you shakingly try to aim your gun as this mass just like hits you squarely in the jaw. It's always the jaw. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The initial hit doesn't hurt much. I mean, it hurts, but you get kind of uppercutted and tumble down the hill. So you're going to take five points of damage. Oh, shit. Um, Okay. Wait, is that more than half of your health? Yes. Yes. It's one more point than half. All right, then I'm going to need you to make a constitution roll. 
Okay. Let me do that. Just immediately go unconscious. Nice. That's a 69. <laughs> <laughs> Over 65. You can spend some luck if you want to. I'm going to spend five points of luck. Okay. Yeah, you tumble down this hill and come to a stop. You think that it may have just dislocated your jaw, but you somehow managed to retain consciousness. Oh, thank God. It is your turn, though, and it starts to roll itself down the hill towards the rest of you. Oh, God damn it. Okay, so it's it's coming for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to shoot it with my hunting rifle. Okay. And I will mention that when you, when you struck it with your flare gun, it almost seemed to, like, light on fire, like tar almost. Oh, in that case, I'm actually going to give another flare, flareo. Okay. All right. That's Oh, shit, that's a two under 40 to hit. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, well, it's got to make a dodge because it's out of range, which it will fail. Yeah, it'll fail. So that is going to be max damage. So it's seven points of damage. Nice. Holy shit. This, I'm going to quote Matt Mercer here, this toothy maw opens up in it um, as it moves closer to you and it gives you the perfect spot and you fire your flare gun and it gets right in its mouth and it recoils and utters this horrific screech and now it's coming faster. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> you fueled it. So next would be Stanley. Um, well, actually, shit, sorry, I'm in a bout of madness, aren't I? Yep. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, my fellow congressmen, or sorry, representatives, um, and congressmen too, I would like to uh, inform you all of the atrocities caused by the 16th Amendment. Income tax. <laughs> really? That's, that's pretty much just it. He's just going to go off on just spouting some random shit, I guess. Okay. Can you guys keep it down over there? I'm trying to I'm trying to <laughs> give a speech. <laughs> all right. Next is Arthur. All right. Um, I'm probably just gonna try to shoot it with the rifle. Okay. All right, I'm gonna roll that. As a 39 under 45. Okay. Uh, it gets to make a dodge. Ooh, and that is an 18 on its part. So, you spend a little bit more time trying to aim at it, and it kind of catches on. And by the time you fire, it shifts its form out of the way. Awesome. I do nothing. <laughs> hey, that shot would have been epic, though. It would have. Uh, I believe next is Avery. Oh, cool. I'm also going to use my hunting rifle, and I'm going to shoot at it as well. All right. Woo, that's a nine. So that hits my extreme. All righty. Once again, dodge roll, because it has not moved any farther, and it fails, so that will deal max damage. Dope. So how much would that be? Uh, 2d6 plus 4. Okay, so that would be 16. Nice. You get this thing right in your sights, and you fire, and then you hear a ping as the bullet bounces off its body. Um, 
but it took damage. <laughs> it does not seem to be phased by that shot at all. Well, all right. Good to know. <laughs> and Mark, it is your turn. Well, uh, after seeing the various displays of uh, weaponry before me, I think I'm going to go with the flare gun as well. Okay. Not as good with handguns, but I'll give it a gander. E, that's a 96. That sure doesn't hit. Oof. Yeah, you try to pull out the flare gun, and uh, there's something about it that unnerves you, and you unfortunately miss. It is back to the thing's turn. It tumbles down this hill, and it reaches towards you. Phineas, it is going to try to make an attack against you again. I'm going to dodge this one, hopefully. All right. Make a dodge roll. Shit. That's a 45, um, which is, I think, like 32 over or something like that. It's 15 over. All right. Uh, luckily for you, it failed. It missed. Oh, thank God. And another one's going to shoot out at Avery. Uh, can you not? <laughs> so you can make a dodge or a firearms roll. Uh, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get a firearms roll off. Okay. Yay! Okay, that's not okay. That's twenty-one. Uh, that's a hard. Okay. Unfortunately, it also got a hard, but it got the better roll. So you're gonna take the same amount of damage. Five damage. Okay, that's not more than half. So I'm good. This tendril flies forward and impacts you in the chest, knocking the wind out of you. All right, and now it is back to Phineas. Uh, can I take a move action to distance myself from this thing? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to do that, and then maybe get behind a tree if I can. Okay. So I, I finish behind a tree, and I'm going to peek out and shoot it again with my flare gun. All right, make a firearms roll. All righty. Yes, that is, a, that is a 15 under something. That is a 15 under 45, so I think that's that, that's a hard roll. Mm-hmm. And it failed its uh, dodge roll. So go ahead and roll damage. Nice. All right, so that's going to be a 2 on the d4 and a 1 on the d3 for uh, 3 damage. Sounds good. All right. Next would be Stanley. I think we should bring back the 21st Amendment. Oh, I wish I had knocked him out before I got hit. And this rhetoric continues. Um, the people in the audience are nodding in agreement. Everything you say seems to be like hitting right, right where you want it to. Um, <laughs> next would be Arthur. Sorry, real quick, I misspoke. It's the 18th Amendment. The 21st Amendment is what repealed the 18th Amendment. Uh, I'm going to try to shoot it again. All right. Nope, that is an 88 over uh, 45. All right, it misses anyways. Yeah. Even though this form is massive, you just can't seem to get the right angle on it. All right, Avery, it is your turn. Cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get up. If I was knocked over, mm -hmm. um, and uh, can I can I slap Stanley back into to sanity to the real world? You can give him a hard slap. Sure. I'm gonna slap him. <laughs> okay. Noted. Is that all you're gonna do? 
I mean, if I can attack, I'll attack too. Not him, but... Yeah, you can go ahead and attack. Okay, cool. Uh, firearm round two. Did my other one actually fire at all, or did it hit me? It did fire, but it missed. Okay. Fire, but it missed. Then yeah, I'll do a, a flare gun attack again. All right. Okay. Well, there's a six for you. So. Okay. Yay. I just rolled a second 89 on <laughs> its dodge roll. So that is a hard success, uh, extreme success, I believe. Yeah. So that's another 16 if it's full damage. Oh, wait, no, no, wrong one. Oops, flare gun. So seven plus burn. How would you like to do this? Oh, oh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I just like turn, slap Stanley, pull out the gun and shoot him. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) yep, you slap Stanley, turn around and the mouth is open. It's coming right towards you and you just instinctively shoot. It gets right inside its gullet and it almost seems to like explode internally and the body just collapses in on itself until it's nothing but a puddle of black ichor and everything falls quiet the 18th amendment was imperative <laughs> to keeping an orderly society <laughs> you you kind of trail off and realize that you're still standing in the forest um there's this black puddle of goo at your feet and everyone's holding firearms. Nothing's changed. I don't understand. Can <laughs> 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 okay, I slap him again? I'm going to slap him again. <laughs> okay. No, I'm just kidding. Ah, uh, god damn. I, my jaw, just god damn. <laughs> but hey, good work team. Yeah. Raise your hand if you shot that thing. Yeah, good. Am I? Yep. There's how many? Guys, good news. I brought back the 18th Amendment. (laughs) (laughs) We heard. Where the fuck were you this whole time? It. I. I was standing before Congress, (laughs) which is weird considering that I'm a state representative. But yeah, I'm not going to question it. It was an honor. Oh, 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 so the the goo monster came from the sphere thing with. The, yep. Yeah. Is it, is it still there? Uh, yeah. I'm going to go like look at it, investigate it. OK. Uh, you can make a spot hidden roll if you'd like. Sure. Ooh, 25 under 45. Okay, yeah, there's really nothing of note. It's the same, almost impossibly smooth metal that you saw with the cylinder back in the previous body. Yeah, there's no, like, mechanism of opening. It just kind of opened, if that makes sense. Hmm. Hmm. Nothing else really of note of it? Nope. Hmm. So much for that idea. Well, where do we go now? What happens now? Um, I'm going through my luggage and shit. Oh, that's right. I'm doing that too. All right. So you find the wallet. You have a satellite phone and survival stuff like a camelback and um, some trail rations and whatnot. 
Ooh. Um, we need some rations. Okay. So you said we have a satellite phone? Yep. Uh, I'm going to look at it and see what the date is. It is the same day as the incident in Antioch. Oh, when we were arrested? Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. But it is about 6.30 in the evening. Hmm. Okay, so real quick, is everyone going through their bags and stuff? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yep. I'm still confused as to why there's no applause over me bringing back the 18th Amendment. <laughs> I'm going to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> so those who look through their packs, um, once again, you find wallets and everyone has a satellite phone. Hmm. Um, I'm going to check the phone's contacts. Okay. Uh, there are There's numbers that you don't recognize and the first contact, the ID says John, and it says, I miss you. I can't wait till you come back in a few days. Aw. Hmm. What's in the wallet? What's in the wallet? I'll just start with the first person on my list. Uh, Avery. Cool. You open up your wallet, and you find a couple things. There is a driver's license for a Victor Ortiz Along with that, there is a Chicago Police Department consultant ID badge, as well as a picture of a family with you and what looks like Arthur's vessel with two children, a girl who appears to be 10 and a boy who appears to be around seven or eight. Oh, okay. Uh, Mark, you are looking through your wallet um, and you find a driver's license for Enrique Ortiz. And there is a work ID for a company called Durleth Industries. And there is also a sticky note with a phone number scrawled on it. Hmm. And the um, work ID identifies you as an accountant. Hmm. I wonder what would happen if I called this phone number. Hopefully someone would pick up. Well, I'll, I'll give it a try. Uh, I'll call the phone number written down the on the sticky note. Okay. It rings for a minute and then an automated voice says, you have reached Ashton Smith divorce lawyer firm. If you have an appointment, please press one. Um, I hang up. <laughs> mm. That's rough, buddy. So what about the rest of y'all? Um, I'll check my wallet. Okay. You find a driver's license for a Parvati Anand Rosenthal. And there are two forms. There are two other ID badges. One is for a Durleth Industries, labeling you as an engineer, and the other is a professor ID for the Illinois Institute for Technology. Oh boy! Well, uh, looks like I'm pretty educated, chaps. Did it? Do you? Are you actually educated? <laughs> I am now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is interesting. Arthur and Stanley, what are you guys going to do? <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to check my wallet out then. Okay. I will also check my wallet out. Um, after, yeah. Okay. I, nope. It seems nobody is going to recognize my accomplishments for today. So I guess I'm just <laughs> going to follow suit with the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> so Arthur, you find a driver's license for a Molly Ortiz. 
as well as a photo of two children. There's a girl of 10 years old and a boy of seven or eight. And there is several business cards for the Blackwood Law Firm in Chicago. Hmm. I guess I'm a lawyer. Hmm. Yeah. Um, sorry. Uh, I was going to comment. It looks like we're all pretty educated, considering the fact that we're out here in the middle of nowhere, you know, dealing with black ooze things. Wait, hang on. Why? Why did we fight that at all? Like, we were brought here for some reason. Why did they want us? They clearly want us to do something. Why did they have us fight this? Maybe just to see how I reacted. Mm. Um, last time they just wanted to. They wanted to know why we solved the puzzle. I suppose this time it could have been. Why? Why did we fight back? Why didn't we do any number of things first? <laughs> so Stanley. Uh, you find an ID for Lucas Dodson as well as a workplace ID for also once again Durleth Industries identifying you also as an engineer there is also a photo of a little baby girl in your wallet also Stanley in the rest of your luggage you find several invoice papers for a fly-in hunting lodge outside of Ruby, Alaska there is an extra room booked for a Joshua Passantino, who another invoice will identify as a seaplane charter pilot hired by you guys to take you to several hiking spots along the Yukon River. There is also maps with coordinates to the lodge and a GPS. God damn it, we're in Alaska again. <laughs> I mean, we've been to Alaska every time, I think. Seems like a pattern. Always Alaska. God damn. Look, just mm. once can it be Hawaii? This place is basically <laughs> Canada anyway. <laughs> so, the sun is getting low. What would you like to do? I guess make a camp. Um, alternatively, uh, I've got some invoices here for a uh, hotel room. Uh, that looks like they've already been paid for. Uh, okay, that'll work. Yeah, that sounds nice. Yeah, I second that too. Wonderful. Um, how far away is the uh, the hotel from here so using the GPS? You guys don't seem to be too far out. Only about four-ish miles. Okay. Cool. Uh, so I suppose um, I'm going to pack everything up and start to trek toward the hotel. I follow suit. Likewise. Yep, same. All right. So, a couple hours later, and you find your way. There is a nice lakeside cabin. It's uh, kind of got a rustic charm to it. There's some antlers above the door frame. Smoke is billowing out of the top, and it has a very warm, inviting feel to it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just going to go up to the lodge and take a look inside. All right. So, uh, you open the door, and uh, inside is a very warm, inviting cabin. There is a long wooden table, and uh, to the left of that table is, like, a small kitchenette. Um, there's stairs to the right going up, 
and um, pacing behind it is a tall Caucasian man. Uh, he's got hair cropped in kind of a military haircut, and he's got a nice beard and goatee going on, and he's pacing back and forth. And he um, looks up and, oh, thank God, I thought I thought something bad was happening. I was getting ready to call the authorities. Where'd you get those rifles? This is a this is a hiking excursion. Uh, well, um, uh, <laughs> should we shoot him? <laughs> what do no, we do? no, we can't shoot him. No. Oh, that is an option. No, <laughs> we're not going to. Oh my god, I don't want to die again. I'm an old man in real life. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> uh, I can't think of a lie. Uh, um. Does that matter? I mean, I, listen, I, I ain't complaining. I own, I have a gun on me as well. I, Second Amendment. I mean, I was just worried about y'all. You guys were gone for so long. You only said you'd be about five hours. It's been ten. Well, we ran into a wolf. God, are, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. We're fine. We killed it. We killed it. Well, come on in. I mean... <laughs> I was worried for you, so I started cooking some food. Uh, it might be cold, but it's on the stove. You know what else wanted food? That wolf that tried to eat us. <laughs> it was a long and difficult ten hours. I guess the lie worked. <laughs> Why would you say that loud? <laughs> well, no, that, like that's that's non-character voice right there. Well, uh, I'm I'm relieved. I was uh, I was getting ready to call the authorities and. Might have a uh, bit of a certain rescue on our hands, and uh, that's no fun now, ain't it? Uh, nope, no, it isn't. Nope. Uh, oh, it's a good thing you didn't too, because that would just been a waste. Yeah. You guys sound like aliens. <laughs> um, he takes a seat at the table, and you can see that there's a map of Alaska behind him. Hmm. Well, I'm going to grab some of the food he's been talking about because oh yeah I'm eating uh, I have not eaten in a bit you guys realize you are extremely hungry as soon as he mentions like food your stomach's like kind of growl in unison almost like that wolf am I right <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. got, it's got black eyes like a doll's eyes and oh when it God. bites into you its eyes roll right back in its head it, it had teeth like a wolf and eyes like a wolf. <laughs> and it was like a it was like a shark or er, er, a wolf. There was it was a wolf. <laughs> anyway, thanks for the food, man. I appreciate it. Oh yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. It's like baked beans, um, some kind of cold burgers, um, with a few condiments. So, uh, wolf, huh? Big one. <laughs> Wrestled it. I wrestled it down. It was kind of weird to see it, like, not with a pack. Yeah, just one of them. Until we did. Until we did see the pack. Oh my god, shut the fuck I up. I don't say a goddamn <laughs> word this whole time. <laughs> I just stare at my food. Yeah, it ran us... It They ran us off the trail, and we kind of lost our way a little bit. Uh, in the panic, I'd forgotten about our GPS... Well, it's a good thing you remembered that. I uh, I specifically reminded you to bring it, and, uh, well, it's a good thing you did now. Yep. For sure. For sure. <laughs> I'm just eating. You can have the slurps if you want. Uh, yeah, Phineas Gage is, is, um, he's getting used to eating with all of his teeth. 
<laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Fucking old man. Uh, he kind of lets out a big sigh. He's like, well, y'all mind if I put on the radio? Not at all. I've been stressing out. I think it would do us all good if we listen to something, you know? Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Go ahead. All right. He clicks on the radio and uh, you hear like a one of the news intro play and you hear an anchor say two tragedies struck Alaska today in the small airport town of Antioch one local woman was murdered by five other locals the five had gone missing two days prior before breaking into a cabin outside of town the victim one Jane Spencer followed the five and was attacked local man Gordon LeBlanc witnessed the murder calling upon John Changin the local VPSO the so-called Antioch Five were then taken into custody at the Antioch Jail. One managed to escape and murdered an officer before making off with his uniform. The five of them seemingly activated some sort of incendiary devices, killing them all. The other event took place in the historic Gold Rush-era town of Bluff. Nearby locals report seeing a massive explosion in the area. Local emergency services arrived at the scene to find that the blast had tragically killed eight college students and their two professors from the University of Alaska Anchorage. More on those stories at nine. God, Alaska is fucked. Yeah, no kidding. I'm glad I was far away from that shit. <laughs> Phoenix is going to clear his throat. <clears throat> Politics, right? <laughs> Don't make no sense to me. Yeah. By the way, did I tell you that I brought back the 18th Amendment today? Oh my god, no! Uh. <laughs> what, are you, what, are you, what are you talking about, Lucas? I'm gonna interrupt him, like, as he's talking, I'm gonna say, what's your, what's your take, uh, on those stories, Mr., um, I forgot your name. Joshua. What's your take on those stories? Well, I mean, <laughs> these stories are crazy, I mean, the, nothing like that has ever been around Alaska. I mean, we've got we've had our fair share of, you know, incidents and people going missing, but nothing like a town exploding like that. But on the bright side, I brought back prohibition. <laughs> Isn't that swell? Am I sitting near him? Uh, prohibition is the name of the wolf that we killed. We brought it back, buried it outside. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to glare at Phineas (laughs) with malicious intent. If looks could kill, Phineas would be a puddle. (laughs) That was so so guttural. It was so intense. God. Joshua is just looking at you all like, the fuck? You all get heat stroke or something? Do I need to call the... No. Do I need to take you back to Antioch? No, heat stroke got away. <laughs> was there any Was there any connections between the two, or is this just... What kind of uh, connections are you talking about? I don't know. I mean, it, the explosions, I guess, but I don't know. I mean, I... We'd have to find out more when they bring the story back, I guess. Yeah. So, um, let's get down to business real quick. Uh, where would you like me to take you tomorrow? You got one more day of this, uh, excursion. 
one more day out. Uh, he he points to the map behind him. Uh, anywhere anywhere along the Yukon and well this area. Uh, what were we uh, talking about yesterday? Well, I don't quite recall. How convenient, Jacob. (laughs) (laughs) I'm starting to think this guy isn't who he says he is. That's kind of suspicious. He doesn't remember. Uh What do you recommend? Well, there's tons of places. Here, why don't you come join me by the map? All right. And uh, you get closer, and you can see that there is two pins in the uh, map already. One is pinned in Antioch, and there's a dotted line leading towards Ruby. Oh. Ugh. Well, I mean, we can't really quite go to Bluff. Bluff don't exist no more. That'd be one place I'd suggest. It's kind of a historic, and I don't know how much y'all enter history, but it's, uh, you know, one of the one of the hats of the Alaskan Gold Rush. But anywhere here along this map. Um, I guess we go to Ruby. Well, we're right outside Ruby. Er, I'm sorry. You <laughs> said the one thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, Antioch is where we came from. We flew from Antioch to Ruby. So, um, well, that I... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Fairbanks, there's Bluff, there's Nome, there's Tal Keen. If if it's an option, I've always wanted to go to Nome. Why don't everyone make an idea roll for me? Okay. 76. 84. That didn't do it. 58 over 55. I'm going to use one point of luck to bring it down to 75. Okay. Uh, 32 under 60. Okay. So, Avery. Yes. You've been ruminating on that symbol you keep seeing every time you switch bodies. And you look at the map uh-huh. and look at Antioch, Ruby, and Bluff. Uh-huh. All the places you've been. And realize that forms an equilateral triangle. Yeah. Um. Yeah, what's that? What's the area right in the middle of Bluff... Antioch and Ruby. Well, that? Yeah. He kind of squints at it. That looks like Eagle Island around that parts. Hmm. It's a great hiking place. A lovely, nice little small island. Beautiful trails. Why don't we head that way? You got it. Any uh, complaints from the peanut gallery? Nope. I'm just like, yeah, sounds good. Well, if we're all in agreement, then Eagle Island it is. All right. It is late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we're going to leave bright and early in the morning. So I'm hitting the hay. You all look like you could probably use some sleep, too. Yep. Thanks, man, for everything. Yeah, no problem. It's, uh... I enjoy giving these tours. Alaska's such a beautiful state. Sure is. And he stretches, and, well... uh, I'm gonna go hit the hay. And he goes up the stairs. Okay. 
I don't know which room is mine. We should uh, get that wolf out of here before he starts asking. Oh questions. my god! You sh I, I just shut the fuck up about a wolf. Ugh. Yeah, I'm gonna look around the place a bit more. Also, Jacob, for the record, right when you asked about the, uh, when you were about to tell me what the idea was, I looked at the map and I was like, oh, fuck, there's a triangle. <laughs> I was um, a split second uh, behind you saying it. Yeah, I want to look around the place. All right. Yeah, you look around and it's just simple affair. There's like a, a nice living room to the right of the stairs. There's a door that leads into kind of a lounge area where there's a, looks like a bit of a threadbare couch. There's a uh, an elk head with a, and a bear stand and a couple other stuffed animals. Not stuffed animals, but trophy animals there. Yeah. There's some like heavy quilts and whatnot lying on the couch. And then there's the upstairs with the bunks. Okay. And yeah, I'm going to head up to one of the bunks. Okay. Uh, likewise. All right. So you guys all go your separate ways to get some sleep. Arthur. Yes. As you're kind of starting to try to fall asleep, your satellite phone uh, gets a ding as like a text message. Uh-oh. I open it. Um, it is from a number labeled Mom. Aww. It mentions that uh, Hector and Sophia are doing well and enjoying their time with Grandma and Grandpa. Uh, we miss you and we'll see you in a couple days. Oh, I just feel dread when I look at it and I just don't even respond because like I, I feel like if, if our past is any indicator of our future we're fucked <laughs> and they're not going to see their parents i.e. me anything else you guys are doing or just sleeping just sleeping I'll I'll sleep with my gun <laughs> with, my, with my pistol because okay. last two times my one my skull exploded into flames and two I accidentally organized a bomb <laughs> that blew me up. That blew us. Up. That blew me up. So it's like I'm, I'm looking for death at every corner at this point. Uh, I'm gonna re re look through my bags one more time just in case I miss anything, and then I'm going to sleep. Okay. Uh, Mark is going just straight to bed, just like knocking out because like today's been a lot. <laughs> Indeed, it has. And so, you all slowly but surely drift off to sleep. And I imagine for most of you, it is a uh, restless one. Yeah. Fear of uh, waking up again in that metal room keeps jolting you guys awake at random times. But eventually, the sun does rise. You wake up. Joshua is already up, and he's outside getting the plane prepped for flight. Woo, plane round two. Um, let's do this. Yeah. And I'm heading for the plane. All right. So you guys make a uh, quick breakfast with stuff you find around and you board onto this small seaplane. There's obviously enough room for all of you. You guys pile in and uh, he looks back and like, all right, next stop, Needle Island. And the propeller starts to spin and he glides across the lake and takes off. How do your characters feel about flying right now? Probably not great. Ugh. Unnerved. Uh, I don't think I have any issue with the plane. I'll say, like, about as nervous as I would be in a not-commercial plane. Um, I'm nervous at first, but then I remember I can't die and I'm feeling fine. 
I'm immortal. Okay. So the flight is quick. It takes like less than an hour. At one point, Joshua points uh, down. He's like, all right, there you can see Eagle Island. And he points to a long, narrow stretch of land in the middle of the Yukon River. It's covered in thick pine trees. And he gets closer and closer and deftly lands on the water. He taxis to the island and pulls up to a rotting dock. Well, here we are. Eagle Island. Thank you very much. Anything we need to know about this place? Well, I do not think it's uh, frequented by wolves, if you're worried about that. I was not. There should be a trail that goes right to the center of the island, but it's a small island. You're not really going to get lost. Well, if you do get lost, just follow the coast and you can find I'll be here. All right. But yeah, that's as far as I know. Cool. Well, let's head towards the middle of the, the island. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Uh, is the is the guy coming with us or? No, he's staying by the plane. Okay. When I get at a safe enough distance away from him, I'm going to tell the others why I picked this spot. Okay. So you get a good 200 feet or so into the woods um, and he can no longer see nor hear you. Okay, so we should be heading in the middle of Bluff, Rudeby, and Aniac, which should mimic the dot triangle that we keep seeing. Oh. I would have said something about it earlier, but, I mean, that guy didn't have a single clue about what we were talking about. What happened to us. So maybe this will give us answers. Who knows? Let's find out. (sighs) I'm still trying to figure out why... It's us that these alien things are tormenting. Or what happened to the other passengers? That's a good question. What were you doing on the plane? I was going to a tech conference. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I was just doing work. Uh, I am a computer programmer. Hmm. Sounds nice. All those computers and updated fancy smancy shit. Got some respect for that. Well, thank you. What about you, old man? Where are you going to? I was going to see my grandson, Nathan. 14 years old. Light of my life. I'm a museum curator. Decided to take some time off. Admirable. You? I'm an architect. And uh, I was heading back from a job. I, uh, you know, not a whole lot of free time when you're as busy a man like I am. But, yeah. All those blueprints are gone now. I was going to say, now we have all the time in the world, sadly. Uh, and it seems we have a politician in our midst. Mr. 18th over here. Hey, you're sure like rattling off stuff. Yeah, I mean, I... Yes, I'm a politician. I was just coming back from a vacation with my family. Oh, yeah. I was heading back home. So I get back to my job as a state representative. Yeah, I remember now. Sorry about that, kiddo. Oh, hey, old man. Yeah. You owe me a glass of champagne. (laughs) That I do. And when I get out, we'll drink it together. 
I wouldn't mind that. Well, that's a good question. What do we do when we get out? If we get out. Never touch this shit again. I'm almost dead. I think I'm gonna uh, drive everywhere from now on. Yeah, right. How are you feeling, Arthur? Tired. This has been a very mentally draining on me. For reasons you all do not know. Uh, what's your line of work? I'm an author. Huh. I make no money. Yeah, that's what I hear. Yeah. My books are basically failures. I have no life to go to after this. Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah, so... Don't really have much going for me right now. Yeah. (laughs) Depressing. (laughs) Hang on. Hang hang on. Maybe after this, I'll give your books a read. At least someone will. Yep. Thank you. That's the least I can do. So, you guys walk for a good couple hours when you finally enter into a clearing with a large mound at its center. Inside this mound is a yawning tunnel about 15 feet in diameter, and on the ground at the entrance is a metal plate with three dots in an equilateral triangle and a single dot in the center, and it seemingly is pointing into the interior. This looks like we're probably looking for this. Hmm. Well, what do we do? I guess we walk in. Yeah. I'll go with my hunting rifle at my hip, ready. I'll draw my flare gun. I'll uh, pull a knife. Okay. The inside of the tunnel is smooth and covered with irregular holes, seemingly in a random pattern. You guys go for about a hundred feet until it opens into this large cavern. You are on top of a ledge that overlooks a cone-shaped hole, several hundred feet across and of great depth. A phosphorescent green glow illuminates the cavern, and rock steps in the shape of heptagons lead down to another wider ledge where two square structures stand. Each of these structures has a single entrance, and in between the two structures is a metal archway. And you see you see something moving towards this arch. It is a pink, fungoid-like crustacean creature. And it does not notice you. Oh, shit. Uh, Mark didn't see one of these on the plane, did he? Nope. Oh, I would like everyone to get make a sanity roll for me. Hmm. Oh, boy. Yay, that's okay. That's Ooh. under. Finally! Yes! Yay! <laughs> Wait, check your updated character sheet. <laughs> no! Damn it! <laughs> that is the 79 over 71. Whoa. Oof. I got a thir- 34 under uh, 68. Uh, 7 under 57? Uh, 57 under 60. Gotcha. So, Arthur, you lose two sanity. Okay. I'm down to 69. Avery, you lose four. Why? This is an outrage. (laughs) Stanley, you only lose one. Mark, you lose two. And Phineas, you lose one. Gotcha. 
this bullshit. <laughs> well, I see it as he recognizes this as the type of creature that attacked the plane. Oh, okay. But yeah, what do you do? Oh, is it smart to just... I guess we shoot it. <laughs> is it smart, though? Do we talk to it? <laughs> Wait, well, actually, the things talk to us first. They, like, they, they, they did talk to us. Did we did we only see one before on the plane, or was it multiple? You saw two, maybe three. Okay. You passed out so quickly, you can't really quite recall. Okay. Yeah, there's a possibility of multiple. So if we shoot one of them right now, the others might gang up on us or something. Uh, okay, I have an idea, all right? <laughs> I want to try talking to it. Uh, everyone else can, like, ready themselves behind cover, but I want to try talking to it because we know we're being watched. Like, listen, we're very obviously going through a very specific set of set of rules for a game or something. Mm-hmm. Um, we're being tested. So we might as well show them that we can make peace before war. That's true. I agree. Well, uh, I'll hide and ready my hunting rifle. Yeah. I'll follow your lead. Okay. Um... I'm going to walk up and I'm going to say, um, I'm going to do the Spock thing with my hands. Um, oh my God. I'm going to say peace among world, peace among worlds. <laughs> the being stops and slowly turns around. It seems to look at you as though it is startled by your presence. Oh shit. Uh, It makes several clicks and buzzes at you before it continues on its path, quickening its pace. What? And, uh, the archway flares up into this hypnotic swirling pattern, and the entity continues hurriedly towards it. Oh, I I think this is our chance, guys. I think we gotta follow it. (laughs) Okay. Alright, as... Long as it won't hurt us. And it goes through the portal, and the portal closes. Cool. But once again, there are the two uh, square structures on this ledge. Okay. I'll go to that. Yeah, to one of same them. here. I'll go to the other. Okay. There's the left one and the right one. Who's going to which? Brittany, your call. I'll go right. I'll go left. All right. Uh, Phineas, since you're already closer, I'll start with you. Mm -hmm. This structure, it seems to be made of stone, but the texture is similar to that of the husk of a beehive. Oh. Mm. No thanks. Inside are five heptagonal pillars, um, which each contain five almost identical metallic cylinders that are about a foot tall, smooth, with intricate designs carved on them looking quite a bit like the capsule and the cylinder from earlier. And on each of these metallic cylinders is a three-inch sphere. Beside the pillars is a table with strange alien instruments. Uh, uh, I I convey all this information to the people who haven't committed one way or the other yet. So before anyone else does anything, Avery... You enter into the right-hand structure. Once again, has this beehive husk-like texture to it. On the inside is one of those large cylinders, just like in Bluff. There are three rods in the slots, 
and they are slowly being pulled in. Oh, they're slowly being... Oh, can I go up and pull on one of them? Yes, you can. Oh, I'm gonna go pull. Make a strength roll. Okay. What's my strength with this guy? Oh, he's not that great. He's better than average. Hey! Okay. That's 37. Uh, under 55. Okay. Yeah, you pull with all your might, and you manage to take out one of the rods. But the other two are still slowly going in. I'm going to yell out, can someone help me in here? Okay. So we're not in combat, but I'm going to use initiative anyways, because it is a timed matter. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so Phineas, you are first. I, 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 I sprint over there with my youthful new bio body. Okay. Uh, you go in, and just like she saw as well, there's that cylinder with two of the rods slowly being pulled in as she's holding one of the rods. Or he, technically, but... What, what, what's going on? Help, help, pull one of these out. These are, they're moving in. We don't want it to explode again, possibly. I, I grab a rod. Okay, make a strength roll. Okay. Uh, that is... Not gonna do it. That's uh, an 80 over 45. Oh no. Hmm. You can try to push if you'd like. Um, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna really, really grip and try for it. Okay. That is a 66 over 45. So you slip a little bit and push the rod in, not all the way, but a little more. Stanley, it is your turn. Or no, Arthur, it is your turn. Alrighty, uh, we're attacking this thing, right? Or are we trying to just not get the uh, rods we, in? Like, yeah, we just don't that. want the rods to get sucked all the way in because the last time it blew up when all of them were put so, in. So, I will try to stop that as well. Okay. If you'd like to help, you can make a strength roll. Sorry, rolling. Uh, I got a forty-seven. Under. Under. Sixty. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you managed to pull out the other rod. So all that is left is the square. Awesome. Wait, is that the one that Phineas pushed all most of the way in or? Correct. Okay. Um and it is your turn, Avery. Cool, then I'm going to help with that one. All right. So make a strength roll. You do have a bonus die because he's helping. Mhm. Okay. Okay. Cool. I need that bonus die. Uh, and that helped. That's a 10 under. Okay. The two of you managed to struggle together and yank the last rod out of the cylinder. And you hear kind of a, a powering down sound. The device has been deactivated. Woo! Woo! Well, I don't have to go back to being old quite yet. Okay, well that stopped the thing from blowing up now. What was on the other side? Uh, let me just show you. And I'll, I'll walk her over there. Okay. Awesome. So once again, five metallic cylinders with three-inch spheres plugged into the top. They are resting on five heptagonal pillars. These cylinders are smooth with intricate designs carved into them. A table with alien instruments to the side. Oh god, are we supposed to take the things out of the back of our necks? Oh, shit. How do we even do that? Well, what do the alien utensils look like? 
they are the weirdest things. You can't make heads or tails of how these work at all. They don't look like they were made to be used by human hands. Okay. Uh, Would someone mind if we pulled someone's neck flap to look at the thing on the back of our Do mine. Do mine. Oh, do yours. Okay. Then yeah, I'll go up to Arthur and do that. Okay, make a medicine roll. Okie doke. Medicine. Oh, that's so low. <laughs> There's a chance. Yeah, uh, well... I mean, it was ten again, but... Can I spend luck on that? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll spend uh, nine luck. Get myself to one. Okay. So you struggle with it and it pulls out and immediately the body slumps over. Oh God. Arthur. Yes. You are once more back in that metal room. Just alone? Alone. Okay. I'm just gonna chill here, I guess. Is he dead? Uh, let me check. I'm gonna check his pulse. There's no pulse. Oh, shit. Okay, so, new thesis. Removing ourselves from these bodies won't give the life back to their old owners, but instead simply kill them. Well, do we know he's actually dead? Because we could have just affected the thing he was in. Either way, he's not here to help. All I'm saying is, the body is dead. It could be that our author friend is back in that metal cage again. But... What do we want to do here? I don't want to die. Because no matter what person we have been, they always seem to die in the end. That's true. We might just have those explodey flame skull things in our heads. I'm going to look at the the, the circular sheer things again and analyze it with the cylinders. Yeah, with the analyze it with the thing I just pulled out of Arthur's neck. Okay. So you get closer to them, and looking at them, there appears to be a panel on each of them that you did not notice before. Are you specifically looking for, like, a corresponding sphere? Yeah. On top of the cylinder? Yeah. Make a spot hidden. Make a hard spot hidden roll. Oh, okay. Okay, wish me luck, gents. Let's use these ones. Gotta switch up the dice. I mean, I could help her out with it. Could I? Probably not. Oh, shit! I just hit it. 22. Uh, exactly 22. All right. There's a stray mark that corresponds with the sphere you're holding. Okay. Well, I put the sphere with it. Then. Nothing happens. Okay. I don't know what to do now. (laughs) These cylinders do have the panel. It's like a sliding panel that, uh, well, you haven't opened it, so. Oh, I haven't opened it? No. At least you didn't say you were. Okay, I'll try to open it. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, it slides easily to the side, revealing a glass tube. And within that tube, floating in a bunch of liquid, is a human brain. Oh. Oh, boy. Oh. Uh oh. <laughs> uh, um, 
Is is that yours? Um. Who are you talking to? I, I don't know. I don't know how to identify brains. And I would like everyone to make a sanity roll. Oh. 22. 88. <laughs> 40, 47 under 55. Oh boy, he's going to kill us. <laughs> God. Oh, no. I rolled a 96. <laughs> hey, at shit. least I wasn't the worst. <laughs> I pledge allegiance to the flag of the of the United States of 18th Amendment. He's going to undo <laughs> the 18th Amendment he just redid. <laughs> Friends, countrymen, I have to say I've made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Phineas, you lose one. Mark, you lose two. Avery. Yeah. You lose eight. Okay. 46. Stanley loses three. So go ahead and make me a... Uh, yeah, um, an intelligence check. Yeah, so Avery, you, you scream in, real, in realization and drop the sphere to the ground with a loud clang. 78 over 60. Okay. And you just tell yourself, this is not real. This is This isn't happening. This weird stuff has been ha- going on, but this this is not happening. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so what do you guys do? Is there is there a place now I can put this sphere? No. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Should we open up the other tubes? Because I'm guessing there's a bunch of brains in the rest of them. Yeah, but let's do it. So you open up the rest of the panels and sure enough, four more brains and you have a sinking feeling that these were your own. Oh yeah. <laughs> that would make sense. That's a little trippy. I mean, the numbers add up. What do you guys think about just grabbing them, grabbing them and getting out of here? <laughs> um, I don't think that's a good idea. What the hell are these tools for? <laughs> Were they for removing? Did they use these tools to remove our brains? Maybe. Probably. And then implant the chips and the connection. Oh god, what if I, what if I just condemned Arthur to like... <laughs> just being inside his brain for all of time? God, no. I am dead. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, okay, I'm trying to process. Wait, are the brains easily grabbable? You don't know. They're encased within the cylinder. Okay. Okay. Okay, is there anything else around here that... Nope, that is it. Okay. But now I... Now I'm stuck. There's nothing else to do, but I guess... Eat our brains, I guess. I think there's only one way out of this. Okay. So, so there's, I think, okay, I think we have two options, guys. The first, I think we could take our brains and get the hell out of here and live in these new bodies and just live our lives, all right? Alternatively, we can kill ourselves and go back to that room. Third option, I suppose, is we could just shoot our brains and end it all. Um... Okay, that's a lot to process. One, I'm not doing the first one. I can't take on somebody else's life. I mean, they're already dead. Well, the, their families don't know that. Sucks. <laughs> okay, I'm not listening to that. 
if we were to go back, if we took everybody's things out of the back of their heads, there might be somebody who's just left behind. There were five brains, right? And five of us? Yeah, five brains, five of us, yes. So yeah, one of us would have to be left behind, right? Logically, yeah. I'll, I'll be left behind. One of us can't carry two brains. I mean, well, we can only remove four because one person might not be able to remove their own. You don't know that. Well, I'm okay to give it a shot. And if I fail... Why not? If we if you fail, we can, you can just put it back, I guess. And we still don't even know what happens if we take the orb out. The, the problem is we don't... We can't talk to Arthur about it. I mean, can I see if I can put the orb back in? <laughs> you can make an extreme medicine roll. Oh, another one? If you get a zero... You literally need to get a zero to get this. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen. Oh, yeah, nope, that's not going to happen. Yeah, there's there's no way to put it back in. <sighs> Damn it. <laughs> I mean... I don't know about you guys, but I kind of want... I want. I still want to figure out why they did this to us. Well, I do too, but I don't know how much or where they are and what they'll tell us. That's a big thing. I have no idea. Hmm. I'm actually stumped. This is me in real life. Do you guys want to make an idea roll? Sure. Yeah. yeah, I will. I'll make an idea roll. Okay. Okay. 84. 40 under 55. I rolled a exactly one. Exactly 60. Holy hey, shit. Noah! Oh, man, Noah. It finally comes in clutch with the rolls. Finally. So no one else really has to roll. Stanley, you get the idea that these... These are probably mobile, so to speak. Like, you can move them and take them out of here, and it won't affect you. But you also get the idea that these are probably receiving a signal, and if you go too far away from these cylinders, it might break the connection. Uh, it looks like we have to leave the area with the things. I... Uh, I yeah... I think, I think that is definitely the thing to do. Okay, I guess. Uh, I'm gonna guess I'm gonna push two if I can, because I want to get Arthur's as well. <laughs> well, they're only one foot tall. Oh, okay. Then yeah. All right, let's grab this shit and get up, get the hell out of here. Let's go, boys and girls. Well, one girl now. Oh wait, okay. You killed me. You're not dead. Shame. Shame. I'm still a little rattled from all the body switching. <laughs> so, leaving then? Yes. Yeah. Yep, take a brain and leave. Alright. You make your way back up the stairs, you exit the tunnel, and you head back on the trail. I imagine you're stuffing the uh, cylinders into your backpacks. Yeah. And eventually, you find your way back to Joshua who's reading a book and he looks up and says oh hey you guys are back that was quick wait uh, there's four of you where's the where's the fifth wolf oh my god <laughs> really the wolves came back <laughs> I'm just kidding he wanted to stick around yeah she wanted to stick it. around he kind of likes this place well I I ain't coming back. If if I leave, she's here and has to find her way back. Yep. 
Make a persuasion roll. No, no. Make a fast talk roll, Phineas. Okay. Wait. It's a 23. Can you get a bonus I'm... dice for me helping? Sure. Oh, fuck. I feel like that's not going to make it. Yeah. That's a 23 over 5. What's the bonus oh. dice? You roll another hundreds die. Okay. And then the next one is a 8 over 5. 8 over oh, 5. Oh, <laughs> wait. Luck, 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 luck. Send luck. Oh yeah, I'll use I'll use four points of luck to bring myself down below the threshold. Okay. Yay! Well, <laughs> all right, but if I'll notify the authorities that she's still here. Okay. Climb on in. I get in. Uh, I get in. Cool. And you take off. You head back to the lodge and spend another night there. And the next day, he flies you back to Antioch. Well, uh, you guys should be in time for your flights back to Chicago. I guess it's where we part ways. Thank you for everything, man. I extend my hand to shake his... He accepts it. I, give, I just give him a firm pat on the back. Okay. So, here's the question. Do you go back to Chicago or do you start anew? <sighs> well, I'm not going to take the form of somebody else's life, so I'm going to try to start anew. Okay. I don't think anyone would uh, recognize me or let me into my office to collect my things or do any of that stuff. So I think I have no choice but to start new. Okay. Phineas would like to drive, specifically not fly, over to see his uh, his nephew one more time, even if he doesn't recognize him, just oh. so he can say goodbye, and then he'll come back and start a new life. Okay. In Alaska? Yeah, you know what? I like the cold. <laughs> and they pay you to live here. Meh. Huh. Um, Stanley is uh, going to actually go back to Chicago and he's going to try to start a new career in politics there. Okay. So you all take another look at each other and go your separate ways. So I want to know... What happened to you after you left? I died. Well, I'm getting back to you, Arthur. <laughs> oh, no, I'm so worried. I don't really know what I did. I get, I'm guessing Phineas, he just wants to chill out, live a chill life. He, uh, he was actually at retirement age before, so he's kind of pissed that he has to go back to working. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> he, he was a year away. He was a year away from retirement. So now he's back to square one, but at least he can go back for that English degree he always wanted. Mm. All right. I I still have all my programmer skills, right? And all that? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think what I'm going to do is since Victor is not me, I'm going to start trying to change and do like a lot of cosmetic things to not look like Victor, change my name and try to start getting back into computer programming and tech stuff again. Okay. 
Um, so Stanley, he goes back and immediately starts volunteering at local charities and uh, soup kitchens and whatnot to kind of gain some social standing and just start trying to make the world a better place by starting to get local offices in Chicago to help the the common man. Okay. So Mark, who is now named Enrique, he knows that he can't like walk back into his office and just be like, hey, it's me. Because, you know, I have a hair now. And a completely different person. Yes. Uh, that, that, that small detail. <laughs> um, but what I'm going to do, what Mark is going to do, is he's going to go back to San Diego. Well, first he's going to, like, I guess get his affairs in order somehow. And then move back to San Diego. And from there, he's going to, like, start his own architecture firm and then from there try to compete with the company he was formerly at and slowly build himself up again alright and as you all go about your lives your new lives that is where our story will come to a close and we transition away from the familiar earth to see an unfamiliar, wholly alien landscape. Massive structures made of the same beehive-like stone rise out of the cold, rocky ground, almost like a large cityscape. Inside one of these megalithic structures, we see a pink fungoid crustacean-like creature enter through a closing portal. A number of similar creatures turn to it, their bulbous heads glowing. How goes the experiment? They ask in an alien tongue of clicks and buzzing, it was successful. The subjects believe that they have escaped, so we may now study how their daily lives continue. And what of our other directive? Are these humans a threat in any way? Potentially. More studies required. My test subjects should provide us with ample information. And we transition once more to the metallic room. Arthur... You have lost count of how much time has passed. Could be months, could be days, it could be years. But you cannot feel anything. And no matter how hard you try, you cannot hurt yourself. There is no escape. And you are slowly driven insane by the relentless but imperceptible passage of time. You are trapped in this metallic, dreamlike hellscape for the rest of who knows how long. And that is where our story will come to a close.
We sincerely thank you for listening to our strange story tonight, and we hope it gave you chills and thrills alike. The Tales from the Orn Library will be returning with another solo adventure, Alone Against the Tide. In the meantime, follow us on social media. We are Tales from the Orn Library official on Facebook and at Orn Library Pod on Twitter. Additionally, you can visit our website at talesfromtheornlibrary.com. And until next time, remember, the library is always open. Thank you, and good night.